Hello and welcome to this Global Situation podcast about Niger from International SOS, the leading health and security risk services company. I'm Chris Giles. Well, as the coup continues and airspace remains closed, International SOS has managed to help people from some of the organisations that we work with leave Niger and cross into neighbouring Benin. Despite testing the overland route, the evacuation wasn't without its challenges, but careful contingency planning helped to ensure that the mission ended in success. Well, join me to explain what we did and how we achieved it is Benedict Zimmerman, International SOS's Security Manager for Assistance, covering West and Central Africa, and Alexandre Mollet, who's our Senior Security Manager for Intelligence and Assistance in France. So, Ben, I wanted to start by asking you, how were we able to identify a possible route out of Niger? With the closure of the airspace, road move ended up being the only possibility of moving people out of the country. And that situation, the um, route that we ended up picking towards Benin was basically dictated by the geography and the security environment across that region. Niger has many neighboring countries, but in terms of possible road evacuation routes, it is important to note that the borders to both Nigeria and Algeria are closed, whereas the borders to Burkina Faso, Chad and Libya and Mali were open, but any road movements towards those countries would have involved crossing high and even substantially extreme risk areas, as such that would have been absolutely not feasible to move people through those areas, which would have exposed them to significantly higher risks than they were at at the time. As such, road movement to Benin, where the border was closed for commercial traffic, it was still open for individuals, travelers, civilian traffic, that was the only feasible real alternative for a safe evacuation out of Niger. And how were we able to establish that uh, that route was possible? That uh, begins a long time ago. We are continuously preparing for all eventualities throughout the areas that we are covering. That a substantial aspect of this are the trips that we conduct to visit the countries that we are responsible for, which allowed us to have an accurate picture of things like the conditions of roads, the capabilities of our providers, maintaining our relationships with our credentialed partner network, the security environment in specific areas of both countries, and generally just an awareness and a confirmation of our capability to assist there. We did set up a crisis management team at the outbreak of the coup, and then when it became clear that we would be uh, conducting those road evacuations to Benin, we deployed an incident management team to the country to facilitate the whole operation. So Alex, you went to Benin as part of that particular management team. Can you tell me what it is you were able to do? Yes, indeed. First of all, obviously, to get in touch with our security partner on the ground. And I've been able to gather information from sources in the country about the state of the border, the state of the road, as well as having a better, I would say, understanding on the practical implications of this planned operation for our clients. And so while in the country, I've been able to do the route movement, actually, from Cotonou to Paracu in the north of the country. And Paracu being our, I would say, stopover for the night in the planification of the movement, it was quite important to go there to meet our local contacts, asset the hotel, and make sure that the road we were intending to, to use for that movement was indeed safe. And what are some of the challenges that you faced as part of this evacuation? 
Well, in terms of challenges, I would say that one of the main challenges we've been facing in this situation was actually to get up-to-date and accurate information. And being on the ground at that time during this crisis was actually very useful to keep this information up-to-date because we were in permanent contact with our local sources in Paraku and other sources at the border area. And so we were receiving information through photos, videos, permanently. And so we were able to keep a close eye on what was happening at the border. During the the operation, everything hasn't gone as planned. The border has been closed on no notice on the day our clients were actually supposed to cross it when the military took over the control of the border, while it was the police who was in charge of guarding the border before. And so there was no specific announcement. And so we were not able to know for how long this border will remain closed. And so as such, we had to activate the contingency plans. While Alex was in Paracu for us here in London, the crisis management team had already done substantial work to prepare for the situation. We uh, had planned the route, taking very carefully into account what the road conditions would be that um, would allow us to conduct this movement. We had to take into account the travel times between various waypoints to identify, for example, that Paracu would indeed be the best option to use for an overnight stay, both in terms of uh, travel times and availability of suitable hotels. We did take into account the availability of safe havens, secure accommodation options along the route for contingencies. We identified in coordination with our medical team hospitals in case a medical emergency occurred. And we identified and laid out specific contingency plannings for anything that might have happened from vehicle breakdowns, road traffic accidents, security incidents, and of course, also a short notice border closure. The border between Benin and Niger was kept open during the previous days and weeks. We had tested that ourselves just a few days before and uh, had a, a vehicle of our credential security partners pass the border just the day prior. And during this time, the traffic through the border was running smoothly. The border crossing was run by the border police. And then on the day of the movement, the Nigerian military took over control of the border and closed it to all traffic, including civilian vehicles. As such, we had to activate our contingency plan and decide on what to do. Um, do we return to Niamey? Do we return to Dosso, which would have been the halfway point in between? Or do we stay in Gaia right at the border post? Ultimately, we uh, had identified a secure hotel in Gaia and decided to keep the team at that location, which ultimately allowed them to take advantage of the very brief window of opportunity that opened itself up. And when the border was open for traffic two days later, ultimately that was the decisive factor in allowing us to, to conduct this evacuation since this window of op opportunity was so brief that any sort of travel back to Niamey or Dosso would have meant that travelers would have remained stuck in the country. And only this careful planning and identification of contingency options allowed us to successfully conclude this movement. So Alex, how would you describe the client's reaction to being able to finally cross? The clients have been stuck on the Niger side in the border area for two days, uh, a little bit more than, than 48 hours. 
obviously during that time we maintained permanent communication with them so they would be prepared to move on no notice so they weren't very surprised when we when we called them to make them know that we had identified an opportunity and they were relieved i would say when they succeed to to pass on the other side so when we took them in charge in the border area we brought them in paraku who is one of the biggest city in the north of the Benin. And so we've been staying overnight all together there before taking the road the next day in Cotonou. And so we've been able to speak about the past few days to explain them the next steps of the plan as well, to bring them back in Cotonou and arrange hotel booking, accommodation and onward flights. So Ben, a successful evacuation, but many people from the organizations we work with remain in Niger. So what's the current outlook? We are still closely monitoring the situation in Niger and its neighboring countries for any indicators on what may happen next, both on the bigger picture, the regional politics, what ECOWAS may do next, what the countries like Nigeria, Benin, Cote d'Ivoire and Senegal may do next, but also the governments that are more aligned with the military government now in place in Niamey, in Mali and Burkina Faso. All of this will give us an indication on what will happen next. It is possible that the situation will remain at its current state in a sort of limbo for several days or maybe even weeks, but any sort of uh, indication that the tensions and the uh, threats of a military intervention from ECOWAS may ease could suggest that also the border closure may be lifted. On the other hand, should the situation deteriorate and the threat of a military intervention become more credible, a border opening would become much less likely, while at the same time the pressure at the border would increase because more people are likely to attempt to leave the country to avoid being caught up in the fighting that would ensue and follow such a military intervention. Okay, Ben, Alex, thanks so much for explaining the situation to us and all your analysis too. that's all for now but just a reminder that you'll be able to access all the latest information and updates on Niger from our website internationalsos.com and from there you can find out about our global network of assistance centers available to clients 24 7 but until next time thanks very much for listening and goodbye